This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. This is in the conversation. Yes, What's good, uh, man? Hold on, they got some work to do. Oh, yeah, let them hit that button, that subscribe button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening right now and you haven't already, hit uh-huh. that subscribe button and you know what I'm saying, put some points on the button. right. Yeah, yeah. There it is. There you go. Yeah. Shit, if you really want to go hard, retweet that SoundCloud link to your folk. Exactly. You know what I mean? Retweet it. Hashtag in the conversation. Gram it. Snap it. You know? Show love. Let us know you out there. Anyway, man, how you doing, man? I am feeling great, my brother. Oh, (laughs) are you you talking to me from Wakanda? I am talking to you in my Wakanda. Oh. Very, very good to hear from you. Very good to ah, see you. Hey, Wakanda. Hey, that's how hey, you come out this bitch. <laughs> you feeling good like a motherfucker. Wakanda. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't even know. I was making up all types of uh, African uh, dialect. Uh, yeah. You Shout come out, out. Come out that mother feeling good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Black Panther. Shout out to Wakanda. Uh, it premiered this week. Finally. Yeah. After all of the uh, fanfare and, and the hype hoopla. and the hoopla, which I got to say it lived up to, and in that, my opinion. I couldn't wait to hear your perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you know what I'm saying? You, you, had a, you had a skeptic eye on it. Yeah, you know I was skeptical. Your regular button was on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was, I mean, I, I was ready to push it if it needed to be pushed. No I just doubt. needed, you know, I just wanted, look. I was hoping that it was gonna be good. Right. I just, I just didn't, you know. It was the, uh, it was borderline desperation, the palpable excitement for this thing. So I was like, <laughs> if this shit ain't good, whoo, it's gonna, it's gonna be some depressed motherfuckers boom, 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 boom. in the zeitgeist. But nah, we out here chilling. We out here having a good time. Yo, I was so hyped to go. I was uptown. I was trying to. Cop a last minute, you know. I was looking for an African medallion. I told uh, you that. Right, right, right. I went. I went. Came to, up short. Yeah, I, I went to uh to my little spot on One Sixteenth where they uh the little African street mart. None, nobody even heard of the medallion. They're like, damn, they don't make that no more. I guess I had to Google image it. I'm like an African medallion. I figured that would be short. I had to figure that would be a quick one. They had a whole lot of other different things. So I got a little. A little Africa joint, a little beaded piece, a little right. wood, wood Africa. No doubt. I tried all about six, seven different dashikis. <laughs> I was, I was about to jump out the dashiki window, but I was like, "D, slow down. You ain't even seen the movie yet. You done had your whole life to buy dashiki. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just, I don't think they was the official joints. Right, right, right. I think an official dashiki got to kind of be made for you. These are little twenty, fifteen dollar dashikis. Made in China joints. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was. It was a. It's the thought. It's the it's yeah. The, it was the thought. It's the intent. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Yeah. My my wife was trying to go all dashiki out. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, but she ended up just getting one for my daughter and her. 
Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? So all right. So they was the only ones had the full full full. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Matt, you bought a you bought a dashiki. I saw Black Panther. I did not see. I did not wear a uh, dashiki though. Did you? You went and seen that? You went and seen Black Panther? Yeah, I got to it last night. Oh, oh that's nice. Got okay. to it. Okay. okay. I figured. I figured I had to come in here. There's good, high enough chance of uh, spoilers in here today that I. Oh, you already. Yeah, know. yeah. You had to. Yeah, you it's had like, to yeah, go ahead. And that, get that's in. one thing. I, I had to go and do that one. <laughs> you already know it's going. It might get spoiled. It might get spoiled. We're gonna talk about some shit. What you think, man? Talk to me, man. I, I thought the movie was well done mm-hmm. through and through. You know what I'm saying? I thought from top to bottom, this, every scene gave you something. You know what mm. I'm saying? All of the main characters gave you something. Right. Um, I thought it had humor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The style was on point. The mm-hmm. costume design was on point. The world that they created as far as the city and, uh, you know, the landscape was on point. Right. I mean, it was just they gave it the full treatment. Like, <clears throat> and by them having to create the whole environment, the weapons and CGI right. and all that shit, it's like, it, they went all the way in and it came all the way, it came out right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was looking at an interview with Ruth Carter who did the costume design. Right, he's do all the Spike Lee stuff back She did all the Spike Lee, Malcolm X, so she knows she know what she know what it is. Right. And they did, it was just it was it was fantastic. Yeah, no, I don't know. think I ever used that word. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. <laughs> it, was, it was good. I enjoyed it. You know, it, all the characters was dope. Angela Bassett was dope. Right. Just just seeing her presence was dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. you, if it was gonna be a Wakanda, Angela Bassett should be. Angela there. Bassett would be a Wakanda, huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What you think, as somebody that watches a lot of these comic book movies? How does it handle the the canon? Um, I mean, I don't know necessarily. I've never read the comic books for Black Panther. I thought it was overall a good movie. I thought the first act kind of dragged a little bit. The first <clears> act seemed a little bit unnecessary. It finished strong. Ultimately, I thought the 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 women kind of stole the show on that one. No doubt, they really they, like the the ladies in that one were really strong. Yeah, no I, doubt, I agree with that. It's like, and <sighs> the, the, the first act really did not impress me. I'm a human. You're scrutiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let no scrutiny rock just early like that. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta shut your mic down, man. Your mic nah, nah, is man. disconnected, <laughs> man. It's too early for that. Keep was, it on, keep it on, man. Oh man, I was like, I'm a human in scrutiny. He's like, hur, hur, hur. Oh shit, man, that was hilarious. That was that was a funny. It was a good movie, man. It was a lot of it was a it was a hell of a world. It was a hell of a world. Like you really felt yourself being in there. Like you was like immersed. You was immersed in it mm-hmm. they definitely created some shit that you know like i forgot until the very end that they filmed it in atlanta right so right. when i was you know because i see some photos they seen one photo they had of i think chad with bozeman on the roof and it was like you could look at the back or you see mitchell street and i was mm-hmm. like uh-oh I think that's just a behind the scenes thing. I hope there ain't no little glaring Atlanta pieces. Right. But you would have never known that. I thought that was crazy. I got two questions, though. I got a couple questions. Mm-hmm. So, Wakanda, if you were Black Panther, do you stay at stay in Wakanda or do you use what you got to help everybody in the world? You asking me? I'm or, asking I you mean, if you was Black Panther. 
If I was, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know shit. I'm the leader of fucking Wakanda. I just got introduced to Wakanda. I just want, right now, I just want to soak it up. I want to see what's, I want to hit some corners. I want to go to the club. See what's up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to see what's cracking. You want to keep it local right now, huh? First, uh, before we start taking over the world and shit. Okay. Nah, but if you're talking in the storyline, I guess, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you are from the scene when they hit the UN. And he was like, "We're gonna share our resources." You already knew the shit was gonna be. It's gonna they gonna be laugh some, at him. This not even laugh at him. You know it's gonna be some trying to take over shit. You know right. What I mean? So, you know, you're just introducing it to a, a wor- the world. Right. Of you know what I'm saying plotting of plotting scheming and you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying the peace is gonna be disturbed. Right. You know what I'm saying. So while you know I agree, I agree. You know what I'm saying. I think. We all came to the agreements with, you know, even Killmonger and T'Challa. They agreed on a certain level, except the the way of going about it was totally different. Well, what did they agree on? Well, in the end, they agreed that they had to expand and and come out of just the bubble and hiding from the world. And, right. You know what I mean? You had to get out in the world, and and we should not leave. You know what I'm saying? The Wakanda children. Right. You know what I'm saying? On their own, out in the world. Right. I think they both came to that same de- determination. So when he went to the to the uh, what's that? The plateau of the ancestors. I don't know the mountains. Ancestral plane. When he went to the ancestral plane. Is that the thing that looks like the panther. Well, where the panthers was in the tree, it was kind of purple. When he went to see his, where the dead people was at. Oh, when he dies right. and he get to speak. Right. Okay. So not dies when he drank the damn heart shaped. Um, Herb, and then he goes to the ancestral plane to talk to the ancestors. Right, right. Okay, I thought that. I, all right, 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 right. I, for whatever reason, I felt like you were dead for a second. I could put you under. I guess it takes you to the ancestral plane, put you because they come out of it gasping, like you know uh, what I mean. I thought they were dead for a minute, but so, I guess I see what you're saying. So, even when he talked to his father, he was saying, you know, you you were wrong for you know what I'm saying not helping helping the world helping the children of the other children of Wakanda in the world he was like you know what I'm saying so I think he came to the understanding that it had to change right everybody wanted the the cats from the mountains you know what I'm saying the Jabari tribe challenged them because they wanted shit to change oh they said they wanted stuff to change in the world well just in in general they didn't feel like they was running shit right okay you know what I'm saying he was like you know y'all been running this shit for thousands of years Uh and you know what I'm saying it's just more of the same Uh and that's why he challenged them Okay. So, you know, I felt like everybody was coming to the conclusion that shit had to change. And it's just, you know, how are we going to get there is the question. Right. So, you know, yeah, of course you would help. First, you would use those riches and resources to do something. Right. I'm just asking. But they coming for that shit once they figure it out. They going to figure out how to, how to, that's my thing. Can Wakanda stay Wakanda once they open the doors? <laughs> nah, it's going <laughs> nah. to be... Aired out. It's gonna be a different vibe. It's gonna be, but you know what I'm saying? They're gonna be under some duress. Oh man, it was a good one. They had nice little, nice little pieces of shade in there. (laughs) It was some funny little. A lot of shade. Uh, Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. As I was leaving, it was this one older lady, because it was like a whole group of older people Mm -hmm. in front of us, like a little, like a little bus. It was probably like fifteen older people that mm-hmm. had their little dashikis or little, you know, dashiki hats, little, you know, the little hat <laughs> joints. And um, one lady, she probably about sixty years old. She was talking to the dude. She was like, "I don't know. I felt like the other one was a was a better Black Panther. He looked better in the suit. He uh, 
He was just a little angry. You know, they only gave him 24 hours. I, I wanted to see what he could do. <laughs> but that's how that's how they'll do you, dog. They was ready to get and, rid. But can we can we just be 100? Look, I'm for Chadwick being Black Panther because that's who came in the game as Black Panther. Get, let him reign. But can we not can we not admit that ass whipping that Killmonger and threw that man was decisive. But see, that's what I was about to say is that is this your king? Black black people don't like to see you get your ass whooped. Ooh, that was a world star on Wakanda. Once you get your ass whooped, it take a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, you got the side eye forever. Like, yeah. mother, you, know, yeah. you know, it's a kid in the crowd like, oh, I could whoop his yeah. ass. We thought you was dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That little, that Avengers that he got in the, in the you know, in the train tracks, a la Fruitvale Station. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't as, wasn't as dis- it wasn't as convincing. Right. As that Killmonger. I mean, I mean, if I had to, you know what I'm saying, this ain't even the week for the criticism. You know what I'm saying? I want to say, ah. say my criticism for another week or so. Okay. It but, ain't criticism. We just but, build it. We but, build it. Go ahead. But if I had to, if I had one thing Uh-oh. that I would uh, criticize in the movie was that last fight scene between him and uh, Killmonger. Because after you got the battlefield and mm-hmm. the motherfucking rhinos and right. the Jabaris and the, you know what I'm saying? Everybody kicking ass. Yeah. Then, you know what I'm saying? The fight ends with him getting stabbed <laughs> on some beach street. <laughs> like, a, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Like, T'Challa got stabbed worse in the in the challenge fight when he right. stabbed him with the spear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, shit, I thought he should have been dead then. But he, sh- he should have at least looked like he was dead. Exactly, like he got stabbed worse. So for the for the ending fight sequence to end with just a little stab, yeah, it was kind of like ah. Oh. But <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's that's, it. that's 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 you know what I'm saying. So that's, that's where it begins and ends. That's where it begins and ends. No more me. criticism. That's you know what I'm saying. I I I wish it was a certain point where that's because I saw it Thursday night. Yeah. And then we saw it again Friday. Right. So it was a point where, you know, everybody started to go see it on Friday. Mm-hmm. Then Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Talks. It was it started the internet talk. And then I just wished I could just freeze the internet right then. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. For a few days. Before, like a pause. Like a pause before all the think pieces. And the, you know what I'm saying? That shit started rolling in. I'm like, oh, here yeah. we go. Everybody got to get their analysis on. Right. That's part of the... Pr- that's, that's the new part of... Everything that we uh, that we experience, the 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 uh, what the talk back, right? That's the new part of it now. That's part of the experience now. Mm-hmm. So when a show comes on television or a movie comes out, just as important as the piece itself right. is now the pieces. Right, afterward. no doubt. And I I like to give you know in my own little. I mind, hear you. I like to give Baby Smith a lot of credit for that mm-hmm. because of her talkbacks on the View. Early in the mm. game, it was like one of the first ones to be consistently doing the talkbacks. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So I like to give a shout out to Bevy. Smith. Shout out man. to Bevy Smith. You know what I'm saying innovating the, the the social media space. There you go. But uh, yeah, man, I love that shit. I love the um, the fight sequence in Korea, the first one. When oh the, yeah, in the, uh, the red dress on in the little casino. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was very kill billish. Yeah, the way that the room was set up. Yeah, I could see that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it was different. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot, lot, lot darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was and cool. And then, and one thing, like my favorite part of the whole shit, uh-huh. and there's nothing you could see. You know what I'm saying? It was in the um in the soundtrack where like they had these little 
African chants uh-huh. when the when she was whenever she fight they always come in and be like choo, 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 choo. Oh, it's in where? the background like it's in the music so the shit is so ill because it 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 gives it a, another level of intensity mm-hmm. that that is not really there but mm. because you hear that shit bouncing off the speakers choo, 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 choo. you're like what yeah. the fuck little amigos <laughs> you know I'm like what the fuck is going on like you got a little tribe of motherfuckers doing a war chant on your ass yeah <laughs> you like shit that shit is confusing yeah but like like when you see those fight sequences and that shit come in that's when that shit really it be at the peak of the fight yeah i was like that was dope yeah the women really do hold black panther down wakanda the women run out. They running shit over there. So it's it's a nice balance. I was seeing how a lot of people that talking shit about that. in real life right now? <laughs> yeah, but not as... Uh, disciplined. Not as disciplined and not as... Uh, what's the word? There's the... Um, when you dance, right? When it's like they both... It's in, it's in concert with each other where right. everybody play their part and everybody is cool with... You know what I mean? Like it's more fluid that it's not like... A woman stay in her place. Right. A man stay, like, you know what I mean? Everybody getting it in. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? In, in my experience, just growing up, when you around in the hood and shit, it's always, like, superheroes always, you might have a couple of dudes that run shit, yeah. but then the superheroes always be some woman doing something, you know what I mean? Taking Super. care of a bunch of people, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, in my family, shit, I had a couple, I had an aunt that whoop ass, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop a man ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. be out there boxing a the nigga down. And she was like a superhero and shit. Yeah. Because even my Aunt Sharice, even the, her whole legend was that when my, my grandfather was under the car fixing the car and shit, uh-huh. and the jack fell. Yeah. And then she she helped, she lift the damn car enough for him to roll out from under yeah. that bitch. Yeah. So that was her legend off rip. Right. And then when you see She's a fight. a hero. Yeah, she was already a hero. And then, you know, by the time I came along, you see her fighting in the streets. Gladiator. You know what I'm saying? It's like, good God. Yeah. Big heavy-handed ass. Toof, 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 toof. Nah, you know, it's, it's so funny. I know a Sharice, too, <laughs> I grew up with, who was nice with the hands as well. So, uh. You know what I'm saying? So, and like, like, you know, just just from my experience, I've kind of seen, not, even, like, not as disciplined, not in an organized fashion, but. You know what I'm saying? My, my my older sister, she whooped ass. It was my Aunt Sharice, my, my sister Yvette, and my cousin Des. Mm. Them motherfuckers were whoops mass. Get it in. They, they, What's the name of the... I forget the name the, of the uh, the little squad. That, what squad? His his military, the women. The, what are they oh, called? Um, Not the Shifu. Um, no, no, no. It's uh, D, DQ. Dora Q. Dora Q, yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to all of them. That shit was dope, though. That shit was, a, I enjoyed it. I might see it again. I might see it again. I see a lot of people doing the multiple viewing. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm definitely, I'm, I definitely got at least one more. I want to see it in the IMAX scenario. Yeah, I saw it in the IMAX. That's yeah, how I so, kicked it off. So I want to see it on the big shit. But I'm gonna tell you this though, from you know all the shit that I've seen, to me, I'm giving um the Alamo Draft House. A, a trophy, they the MVP of this. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Cause, go ahead. Because when you go in there, they had the, all of the all of the content before the movie uh-huh. was all about African film. You know, what right. saying? about the history of Black Panther. Right. That shit was like the context. Whole, it was context. You know, what I'm saying they gave you good content before it was real thought out, and then 
they had a specialized menu because you could eat in that shit. Yeah. So they had a, a Black Panther inspired menu well, with the Ethiopian the wings and the. What's the Ethiopian wings? <laughs> hey, about? listen, I don't know. Okay. I was just giving the motherfuckers an A for effort. Keep going. What else? <laughs> you know what, I'm what else was on the I, on the menu? I don't remember. I got a picture of it. Uh, so you saw it both times at the Alamo? No, nah, I saw it Alamo Drive House first, and then Court. And then, uh, nah, nah, hell no. Nah. And then I saw that bam. Ah, <laughs> oh, but that's ill too, though. Yeah, but it was it was early showing. Okay. Because when we came out of the showing that bam, the the line was fight the power. It was down the street. You had cameras out there, nigga, doing interviews. Yeah. Like, oh, it's about to be on. What time was that? That was like that was coming out of the five o'clock, so it was, it was probably about going on eight. Mm. But Prime I, time. I, I did the almost the one in the morning joint. At the draft house, that was just you and your wife, though, right? Nah, that was me and my son. Okay, right, right, you know right, right, right. So, and you like that experience a lot better? Hell yeah, it yeah. was dope. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, of course, when you could just get some real food, drink a right. beer, you know what I'm saying? But then it's assigned seats too, right? Assigned seats. You ain't got to worry about finding where you're gonna sit. Yeah, Yo, let me tell you this. This was crazy. I seen two motherfucking couples trying to steal seats at the assigned seats during the Black Panther. <laughs> It got caught slipping. Oh, it was hilarious. They played it cool. Both both people, it, yeah, they both played it cool. One was like a like a gay couple, two dudes. They just tried to. They played it off real cool, like oh, and they just just stepped off and found some more seats. Right, right. Surprisingly, it was a few extra right, seats. Right, right. Then another couple, like a white couple, they got caught, and then the they white kinda, couple got caught. In yeah, the- yeah, and the Black Panther. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? But uh. Get your people, Matt. You know, come your, on, Matt. Matt, what's going on? You know, on? white people want to see Marvel movies, too. I of mean, course. they got to pay to play, baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they got caught, and then they stood around for a hot second. They ain't playing as cool as the other couple. And they were like, uh, you know, because the, the, um, the what you call it, the, uh, the usher kind of kind of just gave you them got, the... <laughs> you know you tripping. Yeah, you playing yourself right now, and I need you to stand in this. I need the people to see. You know what I mean? It was <laughs> a up, funny put moment. put the light on you. Right. Look at this. We're going to bring these to up front to the mm-hmm. congregation. Exactly. Mm. Nah, but that shit was dope. Like the, like I said, it was like... I know a lot of times you, you have big movies and shit, and you know, a lot of marketing goes into it, and you, know, you have all of these things set up and ready to go. But it doesn't usually happen with black movies, you know what I'm saying? So to to experience a black movie where the theater is thoughtful of of what's going on, and the content on the screen is mm. thoughtful of because even at BAM, they didn't have they didn't have no pre shit that was even remotely, you know what I'm saying? Speaking right. to the audience that was there it was like at the draft house, they kind of welcomed the whole experience. And, they're and more about create. movies anyway. They're like right. a little bit. I mean, you know, Bam is official. Yeah. But the Draft House is like for cinephiles. Like that's their whole shit. They probably do right. that for all this shit. They probably curate it, which is kind of fly. I've been to a couple. I, I saw Moonlight there. It wasn't, you know, man. It, it wasn't, wasn't no like extra that. Shit. No, it wasn't uh, no extra shit at okay. Moon. It was just previews. Okay. Let's go. Maybe that Marvel money too. Maybe they got yeah, a little influx of some paper. Yeah, they might have got a little influx, but you know what I'm saying? They probably knew it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit, we done sold out. Yeah. Sold so many tickets to this shit already. Let's, let's figure out some let's, Ethiopian yeah, let's wings. Get this shit together, you know? That's what's up. That shit was dope, man. So and then I guess on the Saturday showing, somebody proposed to their girl uh-huh, at go. the draft house. And it was not, it was a, I do though, right? It was a yes, right? Of course, yeah. Because that would be horrible. Yeah, was right. it before or after? It was before. Okay, because that would put the damper on the shit. And she was with her girls. Like, he came in. 
Oh, Dola, by himself? Yeah, so she was out with her girls. He didn't have tickets to that showing. He uh-huh. had another showing. Okay. And But he knew she was going to be there. Right. He came in, proposed, uh-huh. she said yes, and then he bounced out. Uh, so she stayed with her He girl. made a movie before the movie. Exactly, but it could have went totally wrong, you know what I'm saying? That's why he ain't buy that ticket. Well, he had another showing. Mm-hmm. She was out with her girls. But he didn't want to have to sit through that. Yeah, that could go either way if you're in front of your girls. You better be the one. This is your king? <laughs> <laughs> Throw this motherfucker off Is this water. your king? That's gonna... oh, yeah, motherfuckers don't want to see you get your ass whipped, boy. Nah, you got to stay clear of that. That, that, does, that shit. Especially when the whole community's out there. Yeah. Uh, the whole community was out, out there. there doing the bank head bouncing shit. Right. <laughs> oh, man. My, man. my man from Get Out was getting that shit done. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. This is something that I thought about. Um, I really feel like, I mean, and, and I guess it's just a combination of just a lot of different things. Personally, people have been saying it, but like mm-hmm. with. Um, with Black Panther being so dope, right? And one of the things that struck me to, at the beginning of the film was like, you know, Wakanda has all of this and all of that, and people dismiss it as a third world country, and we were hiding in plain sight, mm-hmm. just as good as we are, right? And I was thinking, will this recast Africa as a place to go check out, you know, because <clears throat> for years growing up, the propaganda with Africa was like, you know, there was there was the there was the the ancient propaganda that we were kings and queens. You know what I mean? But it was kind of abstract. But then there was the '80s and you know early set like '70s, '80s propaganda, even '90s of starving children and right. flies and shit like that, right. war torn countries and things of that nature. Right. I think you know what I'm saying. I'm about to switch from to my. Uh, well, hold on, let me because because you know to that point, like with that. Then a friend of mine, he just went out to, he's going out to Nigeria next week. He done been to Nigeria about three, four times in the last year. Said this shit is crazy. It's social media week going on out there. I think they build, uh, I think they got a lot of, I want to say it's zinc or some type of metal that's heavy with the cell phones that, I mean, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of, of shit going on. A lot of minerals on. that's in the cell phones that's in there. Go ahead. What now, are you about but, to say? But one... That wave is going. That shit is already going. Mm-hmm. It was going before as far as culturally. Right. But on a on a colonialist side of things, mm. you know what I'm saying? Africa, I mean, not in Africa is the next frontier. If you look at all a lot of these hedge funds companies and companies that handle big money and shit, they're all investing in Africa. China is investing in Africa heavy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to <clears throat> To make Africa a more friendly place for outsiders to go visit, you know what I'm saying? I think it's probably, you know, part of the plan. Part of this Marvel thing, too? Not even just the Marvel thing. It's just as far as globalization is concerned, that shit is the biggest, that's the, you know what I'm saying? That's the the big black elephant in the room. It's like, (laughs) that shit is right there. You know what I'm saying? It got all the resources. These big companies are already putting the money. But then you have to figure out how you're going to merge the cultures. You right. know what I'm saying? And I think something like this is a big step in that direction. And it's already happening. Like, I got friends from South Africa. I'm working on a, a documentary with Damani um, based on his travels to South Africa. So in that, you meet a lot of people from the continent. And over the last, I guess, year and a half, two years, you know, a lot of 
a lot of their friends have been coming to New York, mm-hmm. and it seems like <clears throat> every two weeks I'm knowing somebody that's going to South Africa. Right. So you connect in both ways, you know what I'm saying? And when they come to New York, we all used to meet at Madiba. Mm-hmm. It's called that the embassy, mm-hmm. but that's closing down now. So we got to find a new embassy and oh, shit, wow. new South African embassy. But it's already happening. The you can hear it in the music. You could go. Yeah. To, you could go to the party and see everybody doing the South African dance or the or the Nigerian dances mm-hmm. because of the Afrobeat music that's being infused into our music. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's happening. That conversation is already happening. So people across the diaspora are already connecting, and this only helps it. This only opens it up and opens people's minds who haven't even been thinking about that shit. To, to think about it like, oh man, I might want to check it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You start talking back and forth. And you Like, I have no real concept of what, because I've never been to Africa. Right. No parts of Africa. But from talking to people who are from there and shit, you, you start to, it started to open your mind. Like, you start to hear them talk about different parts of Africa. Like, we talk about mm-hmm. going to Cali or going, right. to, uh, going to Atlanta or whatever. And then it's like, you know, we was having a conversation once and it was like, what's, one of the best places on earth to be black and just chill. You know, it was like Zanzibar. Mm. Like Zanzibar. You was going to say Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? You see it as beaches and shit. Niggas right. just chilling. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, okay. But never thought that, about that wasn't it. even on your radar. Right. Wasn't even no place that was, you know right. what I'm saying? That was, you know, close to even being on your radar. And... And That's like, saying. If, you're, if you're a European, it's different because, you know, you have colonies. Right. In Africa, you know what I'm saying? You got French colonies, you got Dutch, you know what I'm saying? Portuguese, you know what I mean? Uh, British, you know, colonies and shit. So it's kind of already in your in your zeitgeist, as you say. I guess. But, you know what I'm saying? With us, it's kind of got cut off. And then they made it a bad thing. Like, yeah. We don't talk to them. They struggling. That's how the right. how it looked like. Right. It kind of looked go like. There, you doing better here. It kind of <laughs> made you think, damn, Americans might be Wakanda on some old. They struggling over there. Right. Let me chill over here. Right. Or, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll send it whatever the fuck with the nominal shit. The 50 cents a day. Did you know what I said? There's an old, there's a dope SNL sketch. Came out a couple seasons ago where they were doing the, like, the um, save the, save, you know, the save the children. children type mm-hmm. thing. And uh, I forget who the person was, but they had the white guy who was like, uh, for only 39 cents a day, right. you could save these people. And then you got all the black people in the back. And you see when the black people go to the things like, ask for more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, only 39 cents. Ask for more. <laughs> it was just hilarious, man. Shout out to the whole yeah. SNL squad. It's weird because it's like, like you said, our whole time growing up, it was like the Ethiopians with the flies and the big bellies. Right. And shit. And then shit, you grow up and meet the Ethiopians and shit. Like, like, wait a minute, hold up, yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? Ethiopians doing well. It's so much about what you exposed to. You know, like anything. If you're not exposed to it, it feels foreign. You know what I mean? And then when there's on top of that, when there's that propaganda that Mm -hmm. feeds your ignorance, Mm -hmm. like don't even worry about it over there. Let me show you what's going on over there. Right. This shit. You know what I mean? So just kind of, it's it's like. You know, it's it's like they kept your ass 
in the dark. Yeah, and, but if you look at how everything is played, yeah. you would think going to fucking Compton, you would be dead on the right. Right, you right, know right. You would think going to, you know, certain part, the bluff in Atlanta is, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Going to Liberty City is fucked up. Going to Brownsville or even just Bed-Stuy. Right. Like, you would think Bed-Stuy was, you know what I mean, a war-torn country. And you got to be careful about that shit. You kind of got to be careful. Sometimes you don't realize that until a little earlier, until like, a little later in life, you got to discern who's putting these messages out. Right. Or you got to have somebody that's smart enough to be like, to make you question what you're seeing. Because right. sometimes you'll see some shit, especially when you're young, you just take it as fact. Right. It is what it is. This, this is what I saw. It must be real. Shit, I hit you the other day about some fake shit I seen on the internet. <laughs> I thought C Murder was out of jail and it was it was some Instagram foolery. <laughs> anyway. But uh, you you know, you have to you have to take your own experience into consideration. Yeah. And you have to look around you and actually look and, and compare and contrast. So like when when somebody talk about another hood, like before I came to New York for the first time. Yeah. Like you know, I'm from Miami. It was, you know what I'm saying, going crazy in the streets. It was the Jack era. Right. Crack era. It was a lot going on. So, you know, but people talk about New York like, oh, mm-hmm. you go, you got to yeah, watch it. ready, nigga. Watch yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah, Be on point. And, and then, you know, I looked around, you know, before I left, you know what I'm saying, I kind of looked, took a assessment of where I was coming from. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, well, and even though it's going crazy in Miami, mm-hmm. for the most part, shit be chilling. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, you go to such and such, such <laughs> it's cooking. All the time. You know what I'm saying? Crazy, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If you look on this block, everybody go to work. It's only one house with these crazy motherfuckers right, right here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody chilling. It's cookouts. It's, you know what I mean? It ain't no violence every yeah. day. Yeah. You know, shit that do happen, happen at the spot where it happens at. So, so I get to New York, and I was living in the Bronx, which made me even more nervous. So, <laughs> like you know, it's funny because now I know now, but I didn't know then. But if you talk to anybody from anywhere in the five boroughs of New York, the other borough is always worse. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like shit, don't fuck with the Bronx. What was the Bronx saying? What borough were they saying? The Brook, don't fuck with Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Like you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I was I was in the Bronx and I would say, yeah, I'm about to go to Brooklyn. Meet yeah. Brooklyn. Shit, yeah, I don't yeah, go to Brooklyn. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had met him when it's I first a whole other world. When I first got here, met a met a cat rock cigar from Polo Grounds in Harlem. Uh-huh. And we had to go to he he was rapping. We was gonna go to the studio in Queens. I was like, Yeah, you could just catch the uh the A and then we could go from there. He's like, I don't ride the train. <laughs> you don't yeah. never know who you're gonna cross pass with on the train. I don't, I don't, I don't leave Harlem. Yeah, like oh, so I had to go pick him up because he, you know, what I'm saying Hilarious. was not gonna leave Harlem, you know, in an uninformed environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I need, by, I need to be by myself. We are gonna make voyage. <laughs> I don't need to be amongst right. the people. So, you know, once I got to the Bronx, I realized for the most part everybody was just minding their own fucking business. Right. You had some corners where you had some activity going and cats doing their thing, but. You know, you walk right past that. Everybody else in the middle is doing their fucking everyday one, too. You know what it is, too? But this is in your mind, you feel like sometimes you feel like you stand out. You feel like if I was to go to Miami, right? Right. Even if I don't stand out, I might think, 
oh, I don't look like these niggas. Right. They, they could tell. I don't, more, I don't look like right. them niggas. Who looks like <laughs> these niggas? You, <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, th- that's the thing. There's, none of this shit is a monolith. Right. Like, to your point, it ain't all just savage motherfuckers. Right. It's regular-ass people. Shit, I go to Miami and the people I know I grew up with be like, you don't look like you right. from down here no more. Hilarious. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, your skin too light. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't been in the sun. It don't look like the sun been cooking on you. This is real shit. I believe people it. say. Yeah. You ain't got no goals. You know what I mean? You like you look different. You look like a visitor. You're like an alien, nigga. <laughs> Be like, damn. Speaking of uh Miami and people that's not from around then and, and like folks. Drake was out there and uh <laughs> say all of the above. <laughs> Drake was like folks. He ain't from down there. Uh, he was out there saving the world, giving out giving about out some, close to a million dollars. Yeah, in the God's Plan video. Yeah, I know that was Miami. It, was, it felt like it was quite a few different corners in Miami. Did you right. see anybody you knew in the video? My sister. Was she really in the video? Yeah, she goes because she go to University of Miami. Uh huh. So she's in the crowd shot. I wouldn't have seen it in the video. I Your sister, see- the Drakeologist. No, nah, my little, my younger. Oh, sister. okay, okay. But the Drakeologist, she fully supported that movement. I'm sure. <laughs> That's I'm her sure. shit. Who, who wouldn't support it? You know what I'm saying? But, but that was actually when she worked with Young Money. Her first thing with them was creating the philanthropy side of it. Right. So you know that really made her proud that Drake is still doing that type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it was she, nice. She was really happy. But my little sister was in it because she was at she's at University of Miami. That's cool. And so the, the crowd, when he was doing a little performance scene. They was turning. Yeah, yeah was she, was, she was in that turn up scene. Right. But. <clears throat> Talk to me. No, I didn't see anybody I knew in the other parts of the uh-huh. video. I didn't see, you know, much of any of the neighborhoods I knew. I, I did see him go to Overtown. He gave okay. a fan in Overtown. I un't uh-huh. know where the fuck else he was at okay. in the other parts. I saw mm-hmm. him on the beach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he went to Miami High. Okay. The High. Okay. Which, you know. Is that, that's respectable. You go from the high to the U. Is that you how it works? From work? the high to well, if you're good, yeah. You play, yeah. but the high was the basketball school in Miami when, because Miami wasn't known for basketball right back then. We didn't really have powerhouse basketball situations right. back then. Now they do. Okay, but back then the high was the powerhouse high school for okay. basketball. All right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. <clears throat> Now I mean he 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 spanned a lot of cultures in there. You know what I mean? He didn't just go to one hood. He went to a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Which was cool, man. He spread it out. Yeah, it was cool. Hey. It was cool. The only the cynical not even cynical, but the only thing in me, I guess the producer in me, mm-hmm. I wanna know how legitimate the were these all no 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 the numbers were were these all first takes, these reactions, or was it like <laughs> was it like Drake was like, hey, hey, hey? If we could get you to run back into Drake's arms again, just a little bit more excited. If I could get you to cry, we still gonna give you the money. Right. But I need you to cry a little bit quicker on command. How much of that do you think is uh manipulated? I don't I don't I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean you can manipulate all I know, that, but, but I'm if, saying but if, you you sit, somebody... if, you, if you're sitting down on a hot ass motherfucking day and a nigga give you a hundred thousand stack. He gonna cry oh for the man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh Lord, Jesus! Oh Lord, I can't believe it. It's on the camera. It, you, that's the, all the production you need. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The fat stack. Yeah. So you know, I don't know how much production they needed uh-huh. to manipulate the the scenes. I'm gonna have y'all, your whole family, sitting on this curb. 
<laughs> on the curb with the whole family. Well, you know, they probably arranged it like, listen, <laughs> listen, this is what's going to happen. Da, 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 da. They, you know, they, yeah, they did a lot of okay. production. But, but see, the thing about it is, first of all, I want to know who's still giving out a million dollars to make a video. I mean, that's what yeah, I want. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where that where that happened? At? <laughs> don't tell the label. The label was like, shit. <laughs> shit. I don't know who, <laughs> don't know who, <laughs> who to tell fuck. us because the, all the budgets I be here, <laughs> they don't be close. <laughs> to, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I think it was more so the sentiment because it's actually a take off of Casey uh, Neistat's. Uh, video he uh, had a couple years ago where uh-huh. he was like Nike gave us you know forty thousand dollars to do this commercial, uh-huh. but instead we're gonna travel with it and see what we can come up with. You know what I'm saying? How, when was, was that? How long that was, was that? That was about three years ago. That's that's like on the rise of Kate, like Casey Neistat's rise. And if you don't know who he is, he's like a he he was he's a he had a TV show on HBO with his brother. No, no, no I know what you're talking about. He like no, but I'm, talking for the, I'm talking about for the okay. people who might not might not know. I think uh, I think Chance the Rapper might have even predated that. What's that? Because Chance the Rapper had a video. This was quite a few years ago. Hannibal directed it, and they had five thousand dollars as the budget, and that was the whole conceit of the video. Look, we got five thousand dollars to shoot a video. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see what other weird shit we could do with this five thousand dollars. So they go around. I don't know when that right. came up. But you know, right. but then I'm also hearing that there's this guy, XXX Tentacion, who's right. got this thing. He's from Miami, who had yeah, this whole he out there. No, 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 no. He's got this whole hashtag helping hand challenge or whatever. He mm-hmm. goes out and he helps people, right? And he's right. been telling his fans, yo, I need y'all to help people mm-hmm. in hashtag. It's called the helping hand challenge. Right. So there was a little bit of blowback saying, did Drake try to uh, shit on No, wait, right, right, they shit on him because in the beginning of supposedly his video, he's like, yo, I don't believe in challenges. I think they whack. You know what I mean? You can just help whatever, whatever. Right, so right, it was right. like, wait a minute. You no, know, no, he might have th- threw a couple of shots in there. But, you know what I'm saying, me knowing who Drake You're going to throw shots in the philanthropy video? That's Still a little... hip-hop, baby. Still hip-hop, <laughs> baby. You know what I'm going to you... help you, but you... I'm going to get you. I, I, I'm going to help these people. But if you're in the game, baby, you're getting shot upon. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, but Drake been, you know what I'm saying, he been doing shit since he, before he was popping all the way. Like, right. you know, his first album, you know... Um, it's just only the shit I know, you know what I'm saying? Because I was a part of it. When his first album had just dropped, he was coming to New York and they were like, you know, Drake's coming to New York. He wants to pop up at a school. Can you Uh get a school for us? You know what I'm saying? So I went to the school that was in my neighborhood, which was the easiest, Uh you know what I'm saying? Had people over there already, the boys and girls in Bed-Stuy. And set it up, you know what I'm saying? It was like it had to be like a 24-hour turnaround. Set it up, you know what I'm saying? They organized the situation where 200 kids would come to the auditorium that were not the top kids, mm-hmm. kind of kids that were like on the verge of you know fucking up, but then they they getting their shit together. Right. That's the type of kids he wanted in there. So we set the shit up. He came in, and this one he was he was firecracker hot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And he took time to just say, "I want to do that when I get to town." And, no, a lot of new artists don't be at that time, especially not new artists. One thing about doing no extra shit because they already got a whole bunch of shit they got to do. Right. So I think that's always been a part of he who he is mm-hmm. and um, his his situation. Because at that time, you know, he was a high school dropout, and he was that's the story he wanted to tell him. Like keep it pushing. You know, what I'm saying no matter, you know, what I'm saying mm. where you at with it. 
So and I didn't know he was a high school. I didn't know that shit till you know just now. So so that's the. But kinda, he was also a high school like he was in. He was, he he was, was an actor. He's an actor. But, so but it was he different. just said, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna stop acting and fucking going to school." Right. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, he wasn't like I'm fucking up in life and nothing's popping. Right. Just gonna right. Right. Smoke right. weed and fuck hoes and not go to school. No, I hear that, <laughs> but that's like you know that's like when you go to the league and you might not finish high school. You know, it's different. It's a different type of high school. Was, I think it was a gap. I think it was a gap <laughs> right, in right, between. Right, right, right. It was a gap in between yeah. dropping out and, right. and, and hitting the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a few years of okay. of uh, uncertainty. All right, you know what I'm saying <laughs> dropping little mixtapes that wasn't going nowhere. Right, 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 right. But you know, what I'm saying to take the time, out, I think the the give back part is was always a part of his his. Now I'm all about it, man. I like that shit. It was dope to see. You know, I'm just you know I'm just being a, you know. I was looking at. That's the first thing I looked at. Though I was like, "Yeah, you know how that go." I was like, "Did they manipulate some of these? Because these, these are these are all money ass responses." Like you know, Drake is like, "Hey, do we have the camera running? Good. Okay, next. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, we gotta know. we gotta do that again." You know how that? I mean, all of that had to be orchestrated. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna give a van to a community center, if you're gonna give money to a community, you gotta set the shit up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta. You got to go through the motions of who whose name it need to be in, right. like all that shit. You got to get check the paperwork. Right. There's a lot that go on to it, but it's still in the in the time of you doing it, the reaction is real. It's real because again, in the same vein, we did a little, we did a video for Lil Wayne uh-huh. when he was in jail. Uh-huh. He had gave uh, it was a it was a lady who was bedridden, didn't have no kind of transportation because she was like you know right. fucked up. Right. So he gave her what he called the Rolls Royce of uh, wheelchairs uh. so she can get around. Uh-huh. And we went and shot it. And they knew it was coming. You know what I'm saying? She had to, they had to fit it for it. They had, it's all that shit. But yeah. when it fucking shows up right. and you get your ass in it uh-huh. and you fucking wheeling around when right. you've been in the bed for two years. Right. The reaction is good. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn Lil Wayne. I love that little motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I, I ain't know who he was before, but I know him don't now. Bet not nobody <laughs> say, say nothing, nothing bad about Lil Wayne. Not, nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Tunchi. I fuck with Tunchi. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? That type of shit changed the conversation around your name. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I be feeling when I drop some heat off at the Goodwill. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got some shit Yo. that I don't, yeah, I come through. Woohoo! Listen, Change your lives. I just listen. need a videographer. I think I, I tried to do that shit once. <laughs> What's that? One of my neighbors was collecting shit for the church and shit. Uh-huh. Man, coming by, I was like, you know, we collect this stuff for the church. That's when, you know, when you used to get a whole bunch of shit right, in, the, in, right. the, in the game. Yeah, yeah. Had all kind of shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, ooh, I'm finna drop some heat uh-huh. on him. Kill him. You know what I'm saying? So I. Dropped a bunch of heat, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A couple of lettermans with the leather jacket and shit, you know, leather sleeves. Yep. I, I was going to drop my iceberg shit, but I was like, nah, I'm going to hold that. Mm-hmm. Glad I did, because about six months later, I see these motherfuckers who came to collect wearing my shit. <laughs> God's plan. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hold God's up, plan. dog. I'm like, hold up. How you wearing, how you wearing <laughs> my shit? Hey, man. Like, is that my Celtics? Hey, man. Even varsity? Once you say goodbye, goodbye. It's not yours no more. I get it. That don't trip, but it just shit hurt my feelings real bad. Like, to see your, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to see all your shit walking down the block and shit. Like, that was supposed to be for the people. And like, it's going to get to the people eventually. Nigga. But first, 
<laughs> it was not for you. I got a wig. I could have kept my shit. Nah, man, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, you know I, I didn't been burnt. Speaking of that, I was watching. Speaking of giving away clothes, I didn't even giving away clothes. I was watching the uh, complex put out this documentary called on um, Polo called Horsepower. Uh huh. And uh, you know, just basically going over the the history of the low lifes, mm -hmm. and you know, just uh, not just the history of low lifes, but just the celebration of polo and and urban culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this shit was good. It was a good ass. It was a really good documentary. You know, broke a lot of it down. Stuff that you probably already known. But mm -hmm. what I liked about it is it, it didn't just stay in New York. It went it went down to Atlanta. Went to a couple different places. And um, it was dope. It's worth seeing if you fuck with Polo in any capacity. It's definitely worth checking out. Right, right, right. Um, but then I wound up in like a little little hole of like one of the little features in the documentary was just blaze shows his polo collection right all right so there's a video of him showing his polo collection this shit looking like the <laughs> fucking polo mansion this nigga got i mean this shit is ridiculous this shit is everything all types of crazy shit so then i'm like well this is just blaze obviously his shit gonna look like you right. know a fucking retail floor Let's go to some other polo collection, see what else is out there. And then you start seeing other people's polo collection videos. Some are modest, some are a little better, whatever. But what I've always dug about, even since way back in the day, because, like, I know one of the cats that's, I, I feel like he might have been a founding member of the Low Lifes way back in the days. Because the Low Life started in Marcus Garvey, which is, like, literally like three blocks away from where I used to live. So that's, mm -hmm. like, like, I knew a couple cats. I know this one cat in particular who was a, uh, he was a low life, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He used to go by Will G. Lowe's, Ralphie's kids, all of that shit. He was an OG. Mm -hmm. So I would see how this shit was moving. I see the, you know, niggas going to boost this, see how they be putting the shit together. So you would see it happen, right? But what I also saw about it was this was the first time I ever really seen dudes really talk about fashion in a way that was like super particular. Right. Like with feeling. Like I, I remember my homeboy was like, yeah, you know, I'm about to go ahead and go upstairs, put on a knit, and then come back down. I ain't never heard a motherfucker call a shirt a knit. Like, he know, like, it just makes you watching these these uh, collection videos. They using all types of, you know, they talk about knits. They talk about, you know, this is a tartan print. You know what I mean? Uh, these This has a nice crest. These are critter pants. Like, they broke the whole shit down. It's just kind of cool that when a subculture, like any type of subculture, the the amount of research and dedication you get to learn in the culture and how it can expand how you see the world. Like right. that shit was pretty cool. Like, you right. know what I mean? It was pretty dope. So I was watching, I was looking at a couple uh little polo uh collection videos. It's kinda funny. It's kinda cool. Kinda made me feel a little better for hoarding. I know I need to stop getting rid of shit. Cause it what's the thin line between collecting and hoarding? Your presentation. That's true. <laughs> your curation your is curation, the difference between a museum curation. and a and a fucking junkyard. Exactly. God, you might have some jewels in your junkyard. Yeah. But again, them shits ain't organized and in the right place. And you, you ain't, ain't got the no Whitney. You ain't got no room for that shit. Do you collect anything? Nope. Anything that you collect at all? Never in life. Not really. Not except experiences and people. I collect friends. <laughs> all right. Huh? I collect people. You know what I'm saying? 
Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't have no no physical shit that I be holding on to or beholden to. I go through shit and I move on. You know what I'm saying? And I go to my next shit. But you know, that's just me. I, I that just never really struck me. I was never that dude. I was yeah. never like, ooh, I got to such and such and such and such. You know what I mean? I might. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna ever be all in like an all in collector that got a whole fucking bunch of shit about one thing and shit like that. But I am gonna start purchasing uh, artists and photographers that I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I've been starting to do that, but never in, at a mass scale of like. It don't matter. Walk it's out collecting. And say, I'm a collector. Come see my collection. I don't even. I, I haven't curated my shit to a point where you could even come see my shit. Mm-hmm. I got shit that you know what I'm saying it's there, but you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, so, but I I never really in my in the first phase of the Jordan shit. I had Jordans, but I never collected the shit. Right. Like once you get kids and shit, you just need room and space. You just need money to pay for them and shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that shit took away all the ambitions of of collecting. <laughs> shit, I'm collecting kids' bills. Matt, what about you? Do you collect anything? No, not really. I mean, I stockpile junk from time to time, but it's not, not really collecting. Mm, stockpile type of junk. Whatever. I mean, nothing in particular. Just keep, keep have built, things build up, and I eventually throw them out. But no real act, no real active collecting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, me, I'm a, I'm gonna get on the, the. I, I feel bad because it's, it's certain artists that I knew I could have had their works. Right. And they popping right now. Yeah. And I kind of feel like fucked up because I don't have they work and I can't afford they work now. Why don't you have they work? Because it was, you didn't feel like buying no, it at no, the no, moment? No, at or? the time, like I say, when you got other priorities and shit, like say Hebrew Brantley, right? We met, we, we interviewed Hebrew in right. 2009. He was still in Chicago doing his thing. Just, right. He was, he was on the rise. He wasn't even doing the Flyboy yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He had other paintings that he was doing, and the Flyboy is what made him this made him famous right now. But at the time, you know what I'm saying? It was like you could have got a piece five hundred maybe. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? And and had it. And um, maybe three years ago, Jay and Beyonce bought one of his pieces, and then we, it was out of there. It was out of here from there. So now, you know, his piece is going for twenty, and you know what I'm saying, thirty thousand, mm-hmm. and he's like, damn, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could have gave that man five hundred <laughs> in two thousand nine, but yeah. that, that five hundred on top of your other shit, you like shit. Should I do that? This this seemed like a, it seemed like a frivolous purchase, especially if that shit don't go up in value. Well, you know, what have I'm you saying? have you done that, that? Have you spent some money on some shit? Well, go ahead, keep, keep going. No, it, it's not. It's like the whole point is like you not you if you like it, you know what I'm saying. You have to understand that. The value of the things that you like, and and you have to create bandwidth for that. Right. But at the time, I wasn't creating any room for that. It was like I got shit. I got down there a hundred thousand dollars just in schools and shit. So right. Fuck. <laughs> Every all other little shit has got to be on point with my shit. So I never made room for it. I'm gonna start making room for that type shit. Mm. So like I said, remember like when I was saying I sometimes I just get benevolent on the internet and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like. It's like now I'm I may I make room for buying shit that I'm a fan of or the, or work from people that I'm a fan of because I'm more about the people than it is the work. Mm-hmm. And that's what make collecting 
trip trippy because I want to invest more in the people mm-hmm. than than necessarily just having a bunch of work. Mm. But I got a bunch of people that I invested in, and some at some day that shit gonna come back. I'm sure. I'm sure it's already come back. I mean, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to think, do I collect anything? Uh, I collect shit. You know, like I've been collecting since I was a kid, but I've always been collecting for the flip. You know what I mean? Right. Like from the door, <laughs> I was, you know, I was looking at baseball cards and comic books and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be cool. You know, I'm not the biggest sports fan. Certain comics I like. I've always liked the Spider-Man series, Amazing Spider-Man in particular. But everything else after that, and, and the Punisher, but everything else after that was like, I was paying attention to the Barkett mm-hmm. early. Like, I'm looking at Beckett, which was the thing that would tell you how much baseball cards are going for, what's the rate on them, when you could turn them in, blah, blah, blah. There was a Wizard magazine tell you how much your comic books was worth. Mm-hmm. You know, then it moved to sneakers. And then, you know what I mean? Like, right. it was definitely the, I guess, my version of the stock market. Right. You know what I mean? And then there are people... I do collect certain shit. Like if I know some people, right? Mm-hmm. To your point, if I know people and they put out dope shit, or they write a book, or mm-hmm. they put out, uh, put out, you know, they put out art or whatever, and I'm in a position where I could cop something, mm-hmm. and I fuck with it, right. I'll cop it, and not even in the way of this shit gonna be worth something. Right. Back to your point of. I want to support the movement, and if it's worth something, that's even better. Right. But what's even better is when somebody says, oh, shit, you got a fucking Cleophis. Right. Like, oh, that's my man. I know him from such yeah, and such, and it'd be, a, it'd be a story. You know what right. I mean? Rather than, yeah, cop that at all. Yeah. It, da, 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 da. Yeah, and it, and it feels like, for me, like I said, maybe if I if I organize my shit and put it in a, a collectible form, right. you'll, you'll probably see a lot of that. I got books from people, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like- like obscure ass magazines, like um, this girl in London, Charmadie Reed, used to do a fanzine called Wah. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple of those, you know what I'm saying? She popping on a whole another level on some other shit, but I do have a couple of those upstart fanzines from when she was real young. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I do have stuff. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Never thought of it as a collection. It was just like, you support it, you're like, yo. See, I I might think of too much shit as a collection. That's why I don't throw shit out. Because I could tell you a story about everything. A lot of shit might need to be thrown out. But I'll be like, well, you know, uh, this was... This long sleeve shirt was from the the set of Guy Court, which um, ran one season, and it was a, <laughs> it was a moment in my life, and I can't get rid of. It. I can't. Right. I dead ass. Or oh, I got a right. fucking t shirt that says Clark Atlanta University alumni. Right. I boosted that shit when I was a freshman at Clark. I didn't even know if I was gonna graduate, but I was like. <laughs> And it was vision, right. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Vision, and I that shit, that shit got holes and all types of shit in it. But something about it, I'm not gonna throw it out just yet. Yeah, and and it's, the thing about it is, is what means something to you. And and I was uh, I was going through the internet last week, and I seen somebody write something about the. Uh, I used to do a magazine called Twenty First Century Hustle. You know that, but people, Tell the people people might not know that Twenty First Century Hustle, and um. It was somebody that wrote something about the magazine and how it affected them and shit, and that they still got the copy. And I'm late. I didn't. I never seen this, and it was probably they wrote it maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. But it was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, you know what I'm saying? That shit was a business, and 
a business that cost me a lot of money and right. lot, you know what I'm saying a lot of fucking stress and a lot right. of you know what I'm saying I don't do it no more because the shit I, lo- I lost a lot of money fucking right. with it you know what I'm saying and but to see that it affected somebody like that and that they still got it and they holding on to it it's in their collection and it uh it makes you feel some certain kind of way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of feels worth it. It's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly what I wrote back. Like, yo, that shit, even though all this and that, this shit felt worth it when motherfuckers actually get it and actually see it. They appreciate that shit. You know shit. what I'm saying? So I think supporting the people that do it is the most important part to me as opposed to just having it to have. I can dig it. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't just have it to have it. Yeah, just you know, I mean, a lot of people do shit just because it's the thing to do. It's the wave. I, like with the low lives and shit. It's like, in a certain point, it's probably like 91. Uh-huh. All the cats that came from New York claim to be a low life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah da, 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 my name is such such low. <laughs> well, that's like Wu-Tang and all types of other <laughs> like, shit. Like, come yeah. on, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you find out they from... You know what I'm saying? Schenectady or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, you ain't even from Brooklyn. Yeah, that's nah, terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. Low life, my ass. Mm. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? There, there is, you know, man, man, Fish Low, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, he Flatbush, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, shout out to Fish Low. You got to check it out. It's good. It's worth checking out. Oh, man. I am. What else is going on? Anything else going? I got an anniversary coming up. Oh, yeah. Thursday, you know what I'm saying? So I'm making... How many years? 18 years. 18 wow. years. <laughs> you, can't, you can't help but sing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, the kids yeah. is mine. <laughs> 18 years, man. Well, I mean, shit, that's a feat. Yeah. Do you... I mean, you got any wisdom to impart after you done made it? That, I mean, that's a whole adult life. I'm sure I do. You know what I mean? It's like... But, you know, the thing about... about you know, making it to 18 or just making it past two, making it past one. Right. Just staying together. It's that, that shit is work, yo. Yeah. That shit is, you know what I'm saying? Like, love ain't fun. You know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't always fun. You do fun shit. You can live life. But it's like an equation and shit that you have to solve over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? It's like you go into, you go into it and it's one thing. 18 years later, y'all two different people than you was before. And you got two, you got a different set of needs. Like back then it was just love and let's let's fuck and have some babies and shit. Now them babies is down there grown. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know what I'm saying, you got different needs. It's like, damn, I have to fulfill my career path and I have to do this. And you know, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to put shit in the world. She trying to, you know, move up in her career. And what she needs now ain't what she needed then. She's not the same person. And you had to change to to accommodate that. And you had to be aware that the change is needed. Because sometimes you go through life and you're like, shit, motherfucker, this is what we've been doing the whole time. Why shit changing now? Because y'all change. You know what I'm saying? And they don't tell you that shit in love school. When they tell you, you know, happily ever out there and shit. They don't tell you. Love school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The school of love. The social, you know what I'm saying? Just shit you hear about life and love and shit. Like, Get married. Could that work? Could there be a love school? What would the curriculum be? The curriculum would be 
It'll be a whole lot. I mean, that shit is a. How many years you gotta go to love school, nigga? You gotta return a couple of times. Yeah, you gotta do. You gotta do it in your first few. You know what I'm saying? Like right when you about to get married and shit Mm -hmm. like that. You gotta do half with like a like a after seven years, your seven year mark. You gotta go back and get a recertification, and then and then and you know as you go, it's a lot changes. You know what I'm saying? Like once you had kids. Like, Bob Miller told me some shit. He's the own vibe. And I was talking to him, and his daughter, he was like, yeah, my last daughter just graduated from, from um, high school. She's going off to college. I'm like, oh, shit, y'all about to be y'all about to be good. Y'all empty nesters and shit. Y'all about to get it popping. And he was like, yeah. But, you know, thing is, you after the kids are gone, you realize you don't have nothing to talk about because all you've been talking about for the last 20 years is the kids. You know what I'm saying? So, at that point, somewhere be somewhere between when you start and that point, you have to go back. You gotta refocus you on each other. You have to refocus, and you have to you have to dedicate a certain part of your mind to really think about what are we communicating about? What is our communi- What is our relationship about? How are we communicating every day? And when do we take time to just talk about? Regular shit that's just us, you know what I'm saying, or just you know, regular shit because mm-hmm. you know, you could get in a zone where you got some shit every day mm-hmm. to be talking about. Well, the kids need this, such as need to go here, and then da, 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 da. what we doing about you know, what I'm saying college, what we doing about you know, what I'm saying after care and after school, and you know, what I'm saying babysitters, and you could you could do that, you know, what I'm saying the whole time we, without ever even talking about how was your motherfucking day or. You know what I'm saying? What's going on in your head, in your world? Yeah. What is you thinking? How you feeling about yourself? Right. You could you could talk about problems all motherfucking day mm. and never get nowhere. And then in the end, when them kids are gone, there ain't no more problems in that scenario. Like, who is you? Who is you? <laughs> Got it right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, who are you? You know what I mean? Ugh. Man, that's... Well, how do you do? So, what do you do? What do you do? Talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just set up the existential question and say, "All right, well, I'm out." What do you do? How you? What, what do kind you, of conversation? What do you? Those? What do you do? Is is the thing about it is you pay attention. You know what I mean? And the check in with see, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not a master at the shit because sometimes the problems get in the way of the communication and. Sometimes your wife bring you problems all the time and shit you ain't did and shit you supposed to do and and then you don't even really want to talk about shit else because motherfucker done pissed you off. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you got to gather your motherfucker self regardless of the fact and just check in. What's mm. happening? What, what, where you, what you thinking about? Where you going? Where you want to go in your situation? What's happening at your job? Because, you know, your, your spouse spend their time doing what they do. They go to work eight, nine, ten hours a day. That's where they're spending their time. That's the people that 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 understand what they're going through on a day-to-day basis. You're not there. So you gotta somehow figure out how to tap into that shit and tap into who they are and where they're trying to go. But the most important thing that, you know, I try to do it done, I'm not always successful every day. But the thing what you try to do is to give them that push and drop them jewels as far as the direction that they should go in. And some days they don't want to hear that shit from you because you done left some dishes in the motherfucking sink. But you got to still throw that shit out there 
And sometimes that shit stick. And when it stick, that's the type of shit you talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of shit you build on. And when you got good shit in the mix, you build on that shit until you turn everything into good shit. And you the problems kind of fade. So that's that's what it, you focus, man. You listen. You listen. You fucking shut the fuck up and listen. And you do them dishes too. When you when you can. <laughs> <laughs> you try. You try. Cause I, I'm the most I'm the violator of the dish thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm the my wife coming in and be a spoon in the sink. Who left this spoon? God damn. Mm. Cause you know, I work at the house, you know what I'm saying? My yeah, studio's at the crib. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, you be doing shit in the middle of doing shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You making a sandwich, but you're on a conference call and shit. Yeah. And then the spoon get left in the motherfucking sink. Is it just the spoon? Or is it I mean, a few well, other I mean, things? It might be a knife, uh, a salsa, pan, three or four teacups. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm, I'm notorious for leaving a teacup somewhere randomly on a, because I pace, right? <laughs> it's not like I, a weird ass serial killer. The I, teacup. I, I, killer. I pace, right? I pace and I drink tea and shit. So I be pacing, drinking my tea, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> on, a, on a conference call, you got your headphones on, you pacing, I, you know, I'm going all up two, three flows and coming back down. And then you sit the shit, you might get to a point where you sit shit down and you trying to write something down and then you pace off. And then shit, you know what I'm saying? Eight hours later, your wife come home and fucking cup in the middle of a random spot. I'm like, what the fuck? Who left this cup here? Mm-hmm. Why with, would you leave with this? With tea still in it? Yeah. A, a cold <laughs> tea bag and shit. Like, who the fuck left this cup? <laughs> right here. Oh. After 18 years, it's still like, who? And then you, you hear that shit upstairs and you know it's you. And you're like, oh, Lord. I, Lord I, fuck, I didn't even know where the fuck I left that damn cup. But, you know, this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, but you have to you have to be able to suffer that and still be inspiring and and still try to gather inspiration from your mate and your spouse. Try to make the most of it. Well, you have to because this is your life. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you know what I'm saying, you suffer your life. You don't want to suffer your life. You know, I think a lot of people just just say fuck it and give up. But mm. Me as a problem solver, I try to you know figure out the equation. Like, what what's really the root cause, and what's really the problem? What how can this be solved? You know what I'm saying? I'm like a I'm like an Albert Einstein of fucking trying to figure out the love equation. Mm-hmm. And and when I figure it out, I'm gonna let y'all know. But right now, I'm in the middle of the motherfucking shit. <laughs> I just got a whole bunch of shit on the chalkboard trying to you know what I'm saying make shit <laughs> make shit work. Mm. But when you make when you make little things work, man, because when you're in a situation, especially for this long, you got a whole lot at play. It's not just you and that person. It's you, it's your kids, it's your family, it's your mama, it's your daddy, it's your history, it's your, you know what I'm saying? All the shit you ever done in the relationship, all the mistakes you made, all of the good shit you've done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All that counts towards, you know, where you at. And what you try to do is impart more good shit into the equation than anything else. You try to import impart more, more optimism, more things to look towards. You know what I'm saying? Like the calendar. You know how like the calendar in the world and society, the calendar has people, you look for certain things at certain points. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you got back to school, then you got, you're looking forward to Thanksgiving. And from Thanksgiving, Christmas is already in the play. After Christmas, tax season. 
You know what I'm saying? Then motherfucking mid-winter break and spring break and then summer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like in your relationship, in your family, you try to create these rituals that everybody gets to look forward to in between the minutia. Like when the, the, the down times, at least you can go to, hey, guys, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? This is what we're going to do next. And everybody can work towards it and get excited. And this is what, you know what I'm saying, start planning for it. And that helps. You know what I'm saying? Rituals help. And not that I have the most of them. I, I'm a... I'm, I don't have them all in place yet, but I know I need them. Because in the downtime, motherfucker be on your ass about just some bullshit. But when you got shit coming up, like anniversary, then y'all can start planning for something else. Hey. And then, then you working together, and then you talking more positive shit. What y'all doing for this anniversary? I don't know what she got planned. I'm, I'm not going to say what I got planned, because she be listening, and this comes out before. The anniversary. Oh wow! Right. Well, let us but know I, I next got, week. I got, yeah, I got good shit going. Oh, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. like grown folk ass shit. This shit don't sound excited. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you see anniversary, guess it be like, yo, you got a new diamond ring and shit. Nah, I got some real ass, uh, <laughs> some shit that really count. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 shit that's gonna count towards, you know, <laughs> life. Okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I went out and I, I um, enlisted, you know what I'm saying, some help in this one as far as some getting ideas. You know, I, I try to do shit on my own, but I'm not a big celebrator. Right. So my shit, you know what I'm saying, sometimes laying flat. So I needed some help. Okay. So I went out and enlisted some some ideas from people who've been in a sim- similar situation. Got some real shit, some you substantial some, shit. Some, some just, and, it, and then when, I, when, when you hear what it is, it's going to be like, oh, that's it, nigga. But- when you in a situation, that's the type of shit that be counting. Like you could go out and buy a diamond ring and shit. That shit is gonna be that shit gonna make her happy for about two days. She about to get a dishwasher. I that's, that's <laughs> shit. That would be on the list. Uh, shit like that. You know what I don't want to spoil nothing. My <laughs> bad. That would be on the list. Oh, brand new. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that shit. Yeah, some shit like that. Some that. real shit that's gonna count towards making day to day life right. That's what's up. Well, let us know next week if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, shit, let us know what you're doing for the rest of the week, though. Where you going to be at? Shit, uh, anniversary third. Oh, I'm um, shooting behind the scenes. I'm, t- I'm doing a, um, a little mini doc on this show called Soundtrack 63. It's a performance they're doing at the Apollo with the Soul Science Lab. My man Chen Lo is my next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And um, he wanted us to shoot the show. But the Apollo, you know what I'm saying, they're a union house and they, you know, they had other plans. But anyway, we're going to shoot all the behind the scenes stuff, though, and still come up with a great ass mini doc on uh, Soundtrack 63. I saw it when they did it at Lincoln Center. Uh-huh. And um, it's, it's real dope. It's like, it's like black history. It's like rap. It's, I think Rhapsody is in it, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, a whole, it's a whole bunch of people that's, that's uh, doing it. That's cool. So I'm excited about that. So. You know, and get all the backstage shit and the rehearsals and the interviews and, and make some cool shit. That's dope. So, yeah, we doing that. Uh, that's Thursday, Friday. When you putting that out, you know? Um, probably next week sometime. Oh, all right. But that's what's up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My son going to visit Hampton this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, that's that, man. That's big. Yeah. FAMU. What's the FAMU visit coming up? Was it homecoming? No, nah, homecoming pass. So I'll probably do that like right around somewhere in March, top of April. Mm. 
I need I need to pull some strings, man. I need to I need to get this shit settled down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do what the fuck I do. Be the plug. Get them in school somewhere. See what you could do. You could do something. Yeah. Uh, I'm where gonna be you, at the stand. To, well, go ahead. What are you about to say? Where you gonna be? Oh shit. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm gonna be at the stand tonight uh, on the ten o'clock show. I'm gonna also be at uh, Westside Comedy Club this Friday on the eight and the ten o'clock show. I'll be at Stand Up New York on Saturday on the eight and the ten o'clock show. Also at the stand on the, at the eight and the ten o'clock show on stand on Saturday, and then um, I'll be at Sweet on uh, Tuesday the twenty seventh. I believe that's at. Uh, shit. Don't get me the line. I'm, I'm not even going to tell you, but I, I'll, I'll keep you posted if you follow me on Twitter. I'll also be at the Albany Funny Bone in March, March 15th through the, the 18th. I'll be at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. Uh, I'm coming out there March 20th through the 24th, and then I'll be in the Funny Bone Hartford uh, March 27th through the 31st. So uh, get your tickets now. Try to catch me. And until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even a colonizer. <laughs> to get in the conversation. <laughs> we out. Yeah. <laughs> and the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. Conversation.